Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. Um, so we're coming off, we're recording on Saturday, coming off a surprising and big win on Thursday night against the Bucks. Ooh, Mr. Kitzel, that was quite the show. We have so much to talk about today, Tyler. It is one of those games that once again, we were behind, no surprise this year, and uh, it was an exciting game. And uh, it, it did feel like a blowout was coming, though. It did. We, um, we have a problem on the defensive side where we come out real slow and finish very strong each and every time. I don't know if that's a concern. I mean, I'm glad that we... We finished strong, but it seemed like, you know, they, they went down the field on us pretty quick and got a pretty fast well, touchdown with the, Mike Evans. The offense was mirroring that because until about a minute 45 left, we were pretty much, it was 13 nothing. So uh, offense started out equally as slow, if not slower. Yeah, but that's nothing new. Yeah, that's, that's, kind, that's, of who, that, that's kind of been our method of operation. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about, yeah. like... I, I we can't we're not going to sit here and compare defense to offense and how they mirror each other because they the simple fact is they don't. Um, our offense has never mirrored our defense. If they did, we'd have one of the top offenses in the league. Like that's just the facts of the matter, and it sucks because. Um, and we'll talk about the offense later, but I, I do want to stick with the uh, defense and all that and what's going on there. Um, Defensively, we played great. Uh, I, 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 we talked about it on Thursday. Said some of the keys of the game would be to get actually to the offensive line and uh, get through them, and we did actually. Yeah, I, I thought we, I thought for for a little while, I thought Roquan still is struggling a bit with his tackling. Still, technique. no, 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 no. Still is an understatement. That's you being very nice. He looked. God awful again. Yeah, his. We have to talk about that. Um, but let's just stick with some of the good real quick. Um, we sacked Brady. Mac had three sacks that game. I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to look up the statistics I think, here. I think Quinn had, even though Quinn had no sacks, I think he had three or three to five pressures of the quarterback. Can we talk, can we talk about? Now let's let's stay positive too for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um. I, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm trying to so look it up. So here, here's what I think. I think Quinn 
though he didn't have any sacks, I thought he pressured the quarterback um, pretty well. Kyle Fuller. Oh, my goodness. Kyle Fuller changed the game, all right, with that one hit. He absolutely turned the game around. That was fantastic. Um, Our safeties, corners, I thought, did a really good job. They're saying Mac only had two. And we had a team total of three. Three. Okay, so Mac had two of the three, but those. I thought he had three, but I could have. Mac been wrong. is back. I mean, he he really he really showed up, and in one of the biggest games we needed him to show up. Quite honestly, but it was pretty easy to call. That offensive line is not good. It hasn't been good for Brady. Brady got super frustrated in the game. Um. By the way, Vita Vea actually ended up breaking his leg. The the uh, uh, left guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, really? Yeah, we we saw that one, and uh, he 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 literally is out for the year, man, uh, with a with a broken leg. Well, that sucks. But uh, Mac took that rookie to school. I forget his name, but there's a video out there where Mac sacks Brady. And then one arm judo flips. Oh, this lineman! Now, that's like a three hundred and fifty pound man that he that he put on the ground. <laughs> it was he insane. made him. It made it look like a cartoon. Quite honestly, he just he just took one arm, and if you didn't see it, gang, literally took one arm, lifted him up with the arm, and slammed him to the ground. Pretty much. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh... Staying on on the defense, again, 19 points. We actually broke our record this time and actually got a win when holding an opponent to 19 points because lately we've seen a pattern with the Bears where we hold an opponent to 19 points, and then in the NFL you have an 82% chance to win, and now Nagy has failed that four times in his career, which speaks volumes to Nagy to me. And that's like pretty I, hard to do, really. Yeah, like I said, we'll get back into that later. Here's the thing: we defensively, uh, our linebackers looked horrible. Roquan looked. I mean, the amount of tackles this young man is missing that are open and in the backfield is alarming, and is starting to raise doubts whether he's a bust or not. And I know that he had a great season last year, and that might be. You know, me living in the moment, but he's, he's, it's not there. It, it, he needs a, you know what? This is an easy fix. It really is. This is just tackling 101. Put your, put your head down, wrap the guy up. He's, if you look at last year compared to this year in terms of what Roquan's doing, last year Roquan was tackling people and wrapping up and hitting them below the knees. This year he's going after, from the from the waist up and you cannot do that in the nfl they will dodge you every time and you'll end up tackling error and that's what's happened to him yeah and it's not just that like he's getting in the holes and he's doing his part and he's relying on his god-given talents but he cannot wrap he's so that's also the positive he is he's usually in the right place at the right time doing the right thing it's just a matter of technique and that's why I'm very optimistic that he's going to get it back on track. How about, though, I want to talk a little bit about Trevathan. That's what I was just going to um, get to. Listen, for those watching this, that game, Trevathan was not staying in his gaps. I don't know if he was trying to do too much, but he was overshooting his gaps. He wasn't following his assignments. And in the run game, that hurt us big time. 
Well, he's slow now. I he seems to like lost a step. That re-signing I thought was stupid. We've gone over this with Kwiatkowski before. Yeah, we, we went with age and experience instead of well, youth. Well, we always do, and I want to talk about that with Robert Quinn. But we'll stay on with Trevathan lining him up with like linebacker or linebackers with tight ends is just it's not good. Yeah. Like Gronkowski was the only one he could kind of stick with. Gronkowski looks bad. He should have stayed retired. He he look, he's probably one of the best tight he one of the best, if not the best tight end to ever play the game. He doesn't look right. He looks like a broken down polar bear out there, barely being able to move, you know? Yeah. And that's who Trevathan could guard. But when Trevathan was guarding someone like Cameron Brait, he was getting blown out of the water. Yeah. And to speak to that real quick too. Roquan was getting blown out of the water in coverages. He might have been hitting the holes on the run, but man, he was not covering worth a shit. Yeah. Hey, I would like to shout out to Akeem Hicks. Another very, very solid game. I mean, we're, one that one that doesn't show up on the stat line. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. And but listen, he is the anchor of this defense, and when he's in there, things go better. I mean, they really, really do. Um, I thought Urban came in and did a very nice job. Um, and in terms of his assignments, he got a sack. Um, that was that was nice to see. Hey, how about a rookie? Uh, he continues to show up week after week. I thought he also had a very good game, Ty. Who? Uh, Jalen. Oh, well, you just said the rookie, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. We've got uh, a couple. Jan- so, yeah, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, Jalen Johnson. I... I thought he did, had another nice game. He, he was always on his man. Uh, he, I didn't see any really blown coverages by him. No. Um, thought he played wonderfully. Our defense as a whole has been playing good this year. It I has. Mean, say what you will about maybe Brady feeling like he's getting older or whatnot, but he still has a, he still has an arm. He still has a cannon, and he can. I mean, he can still make the throws. I don't know if he can make the out throws as well, but we didn't see those that went for pick sixes. But like I said, we we won the battle in the trenches against him, and that really that really affected him hey, big you know, time. You know, you know what I love, Tyler. Hmm. This is probably sick of me, but I I get a special kind of happiness when I see Tom Brady so angry on the sidelines because they couldn't move the ball on us. That that makes my heart. Well, he for started joy. he started yelling because you could clearly hear it <laughs> yeah, through the TV, you could. and he was I, yelling, "Wake the fuck up!" I, my, which my, which hold I on, was, I was cracking hold up on. with that. Hold on, let's talk about this. He yelled at them to wake the fuck up, and was going ballistic. How dumb do you think he feels? Because at the very right, end yeah. of the game, <laughs> he lost track of how many downs there were, and it was fourth down. He threw a horrible ball. I don't know why he even threw it. Gibson was all over him, all over the tight end, Brate. He slaps it down, game, end, done, yeah. finito. Brady looks at the ref and goes three and holds up three fingers and keeps going three. And Excuse me, the ref goes, no, four. Yeah, he held up, actually, he held up four fingers because he thought it was fourth down. 
Not he he didn't get a fifth. No, no, down. no. But like at first, right? He goes th- three, and now it's four. That's what he did. So the the meme is a four. But I watched it back. He goes, that was third, and then four. Yeah. So he goes, he holds three fingers. He goes three. That was three, and then four. And he was talking about the plays. He literally was talking to the ref from another. They showed it. He was saying three. That was three. This is four. Yeah, it's uh, kind of embarrassing in terms of of that. But but because like, that's he's the, what, because he's the goat, though they really didn't. But that was press what, him on that. that. Was what's well, you can't when you've won six Super Bowls. Yeah. What was funny though is he goes three, and then he starts going back like telling the ref the plays, and then the ref's like, "Yeah, that was fourth. Yeah, like looking at him like you just validated what I, what I said. Like the ref's looking at Brady like you just went through the plays." That was four. So this morning, does Tom Brady know he's three and two and not four and one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, with all that being said, though, let I feel like right now we have an overpaid Robert Quinn, or Robert Quinn is an overpaid Floyd, in my opinion, right now. Uh, let's not forget, Floyd would come up with the big sack and the big fumble every now and then, and I feel like that's all. We're getting out of Robert Quinn. He's getting so many one-on-ones, and he is not dominating like he... Yeah, I agree. He's he's disappointing. Um, Floyd, I thought, was even more disappointing because he was younger. You, ex- I expected more of I him. disagree. I don't think Floyd is as big of a disappointment right now as what's going for Quinn because Quinn is a grizzled vet. Quinn is a known establishment. Quinn has made $35 million guaranteed. And right now he doesn't look a dime. He doesn't look worth it. He doesn't at all. That's what the only reason I disagree. That's why if they wore the same number, I would want to do split side by side and see like if you could tell who was who because yeah. they look like the same player. He gets stuffed all the time. Yeah, he's he's. There's no doubt. Um, Quinn's been a disappointment for the the kind of money that we've paid him. Hey, um, later remind me to to um, say something about Jimmy Graham. I, I need to apologize. I was wrong about Jimmy Graham. I wouldn't go that far. Um, anyway, but go ahead. with Quinn is the problem with Quinn is that you have Hicks and you have Mac and you still can't get pressure. Now, I know you're saying through four to five pressures. I didn't see it. He maybe had one or two. I, Listen, I, don't I, know, I, I looked at the stats, said three to five pressures. Um, I, I, I'm i not arguing with it. It is what it is. I didn't see it myself I just, either. I just um, feel like... I, I guess I don't know how they how they um, determine pressures in the NFL. If it's that Brady released the ball quicker than he needed to, that's a pressure. I don't know how they make that determination, quite honestly. Well, it's just getting around your guy. That's a pressure. I didn't see it. All right. I didn't I I I have a problem with Quinn because I brought this up in the past. When a guy is injured, when a guy comes off PEDs, all of that, that is a bad sign. That's what Robert Quinn is, a bad sign. In my opinion, he hasn't done anything this year. Yeah, I listen, I'm not arguing that much. I, I'm just saying that I don't think we got our money out of Floyd, and so far we've not got our money's worth No, we out got of our Quinn. money off of Floyd, easy. Floyd was a rookie on a rookie contract with options that were picked up. That's why, to me, Floyd is not... That's why I disagreed with you earlier. 
because he's doing the same thing Floyd is doing, except you're paying him $35 million when Floyd was getting the rookie minimum. We'll see. We'll see how, how, how it plays out. I mean, but the if, problem, Quinn, but if the, Quinn stays... But the problem is, and I'm not trying to be mean right here to, towards you, but you're saying we'll see how it works out. He's a grizzled vet with Hakeem Hicks and Mac. Well, what more do you need? Like, you need to start going. You need to start revving we're, up the sacks. We're, we've played five games. There's a lot more games to go. And he has one go. sack. We'll, we'll see how the rest of the I'm season goes. I'm pretty sure, goes. right? He has one sack on the whole I, season. I think he does. So that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, I, I, don't, I don't see it. I, I Listen, there's a couple players on this Bears team that are really driving me nuts. And... and We'll get into it because I I know it's not a popular opinion. I know people probably think, oh, I'm giving Quinn too much shit. But, like, you don't pay someone $35 million to get a couple pressures. You pay, pay them, like, to consistently disrupt. And he, with him seeing so many one-on-ones, it bothers me. It just really gets to me. I, I, I don't I, – I didn't think that was a good signing when it happened. And, again, it's starting to – coming to fruition anything else about the defense that you think is noticeable no not really you um not really i was trying i was just trying to think in terms of um i thought once again in the fourth quarter uh, our defense came up big with some wonderful defensive plays on the ball Um, roquan got a great tackle on that second down to to really make to really force them throwing the ball instead of running the ball that was I, I thought a really wonderful play by Roquan because um, he was that guy was wide open in the field and Roquan um, got it in right behind him and tackled him I mean that could have easily been a three and one and they could have been going for a first down to keep that drive going I, by the way um, we need to talk about this too. Nagy's choices, you don't give Tom Brady a minute, 30 seconds. Um, When we had the ball, we should have run a hell of a lot more time off the clock. Um, Most times you give Tom Brady two timeouts and a minute, 30 seconds left. You're usually going away with a loss. I I hated that. I hated that that play calling. I I hated it. I'm going to disagree. I liked it. I think it's it, – look, everyone's going to say they hate it, but if you pulled it off and they win, then you like it. I liked it. You know, let me tell you why I liked it. We have not found a kicker since Robbie Gold. It was mentioned on the broadcast. It continues to be mentioned. So why would you even take the risk? That's my opinion. I'm not talking about the kicker. I'm talking about no. We I had plenty am. No, of no, time no. to run that clock no, down. No, but I am. And then but take no, the kick. You're not listening. That's what I just said. That's what I just alliterated to. We have kicking problems. Why run the ball when then you know you're going to kick? When you get a first down, you can try to get a touchdown off of that. You don't have to. You can get the first down. If we would have handed the ball off on third and not get it, then the clock ticks. We still got to kick a field goal. I'm saying I don't. I did not mind that play call for what it was because yes, did we leave Tom Brady a lot of time? Yes. Did did our best side of the ball come out and defend it and get the win? Yes. 
So I don't see the big deal. If it, yeah, you know, you can sit here and say, yeah, that was stupid. That was stupid. To me, it wasn't stupid in the regard of we've had kicking problems. I am not a fan of ever letting a kicker get the game winner unless it's Robbie Gold or Steven Guskowski or Adam Venetarian's prime. There's certain kickers you have. We don't have that. Our kicker, like they were talking, he hasn't even hit a what was it? He he hasn't he hasn't made one from like forty five yards out the whole year. Right. So to me, to risk that to try to catch them off guard, I had no problem with it. Uh, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. No, I know, but uh, well, that's fine. Yeah. I just I didn't think I if we're gonna. I mean, there's plenty of other stuff that we're gonna need to nitpick. I just what, noticed what uh, as we were watching here, the Bears and Chiefs have both had positive tests, and they're doing contact tracing for both the Bears and uh, the Chiefs teams. So that's uh, breaking news just as uh, uh, we're recording this podcast. So I don't know which well, thank Bears. Thank God you said something. You're just I, pointing. I, and I, was I, like, what, I what don't know which Bears players came up positive. We already have two games pushed back. The the uh, Patriots have a game pushed back. But that back. has nothing to do with us. You know, but anyway, and anyway, well, I just mentioned it because it was the Bears. No, I know. So, I'm <clears> saying you yeah. started to go into the other teams. Yeah. I was like, that has nothing to do with us. So I'm, I don't really want to talk about their schedules and conflicts. They, they, uh, the only good thing about that is the, the whole positive testing is that it happened now and we don't have to play again till Sunday. So we should be good. Yep. Yeah, so. we, got a, we got a nice little rest, and then we go up against the Carolina Panthers. Okay, but you anyway. do this thing, right? I just want to address this. We do this thing. Well, like, you, <laughs> I know you're talking break, but we always break down the game at the end of the podcast. And you, I feel like you just jump all over the place. Let's talk about the offense overall, and let's talk about it as a whole. There is a problem, and the, the optimism is back a little bit. I think Foles played good, but boy, boy, do we have a problem at offensive line. Yeah. Well, we we have a really big problem now that Daniels uh, had a pec injury, is out for uh, the rest of the year. So, uh, yeah, we, we had a problem, and now we have a bigger problem. So, yeah, we... Look, we we need to do something about that, man. Uh, we, I don't know if we go out and get free agents. I, I I I don't know if we make a trade. We don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Our offensive well, line. So we're we're having big problems. So here's where I stand with that. We could go out and get free agents, but uh, I believe Barr came in and played for Daniels, and I thought Barr actually from coming off the bench looked pretty good. So, um, Ooh, dude, whoa, big disagree there. He's never made me respect Daniels more. Barr got blown up the first play. He got blown up the first play, but after that play, I thought he, he looked fairly decent. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to disagree with that. I don't think he looked very good, but I, again, though, I don't think, I think the only one that looked capable was, you know, Cody Whitehair is the only one that I feel like we can trust on that offensive line. I don't, I feel like everyone else is just not. Well, yeah, especially, uh, and I, I'm still, I've never been a fan of Leno and 
talk about a guy getting blown up. Uh, Leno consistently yeah. cannot keep anybody um, in front of him. He, he, I mean, you can you can rush him from the inside. You can rush him from the outside. He just struggles. So yeah, it's a big problem. And so, do you think that's why David Montgomery is having such a difficult time? Because our front offensive line really has not two things. Montgomery doesn't appear to be explosive at all to me. Number one and number two, we don't seem to be open up very big holes um, for him. I've been on record, and I'll say it again. I'm not a fan of David Montgomery. I don't see what everyone sees in him. Uh, he goes down so easy, and then sometimes, like he'll have like what two, three runs a game where he he turns it on, and you see that like little light of hope. My question was, do you think the offensive line is contributing to that, or do you think? That- yeah, I would go a little bit, but I. But man, you've seen it. There's times where he gets a hole and an alignment sticks out an arm and he goes down. Yeah, he he goes to the ground quicker than a soldier in combat. I mean, he he really does. Uh, so I felt like Cohen was running the ball better than he was out of the backfield this year. Yeah, I really do. Before Cohen's injury, I really felt that. I'm and that, I feel like Patterson hits the holes quicker than. Montgomery does too when he has has the ball. Yeah, but Patterson's just he's he's not a running back. No, he's not. I don't know why. We but he hits t- the whole fist quicker. But well, it doesn't matter because he goes down the same way. That my I don't like it. I think I, Patterson being a running back is stupid. I really do. I think it makes no sense whatsoever. We should have gone out and signed people. Adrian Peterson. I can't get over this. Adrian Peterson still looks good. I don't know why we don't get Adrian Peterson. Because to me, Cordero Patterson would be good as as like another wide receiver type. Not as much as a running back and then what he's playing. Or why don't we have both out on the field well, at the same time? Our, our, geni- our genius GM went out, and I don't know how much of this was our GM, but he had to have a role in it, um, and got Lamar Miller. How about that for explosiveness? Wow, mm. Lamar really, really looks good, doesn't he? Wow, I I hope we don't be I hope we don't put him in anytime soon. I mean, you guys, that guy lost speed three years ago. I mean, I don't know if he lost speed. Oh man. my God, Tyler, he is he is so freaking slow. Last time I saw him play, When's the last time you I saw him play. Him. Oh man, it's probably been two years ago, hasn't it? Since he I don't, I don't, played? I don't know. That's why I can, I can't say I, I don't think he's lost speed. I, I, I remember, I, even seen I him remember play. watching him, and he was just turtle slow. Maybe he was injured. I don't know. I don't remember ever him being as slow as what you're making him out to be, man. I really don't. I, I, I also don't though. I'm not saying you're wrong because I don't remember. I don't know who he played for last. Is it Miami? Um, I'm I'm trying to think who it was right now. Well, I that's what remember, I'm saying. I'm not trying to be mean watching. to you, but you like, yeah. I'm not trying to be mean here, but I'm just saying if you can't even remember who he played for I, the last time you saw him, then I just remember watching him. Ty, I know, I know who he is. He I was good watching. in Houston when he played in Houston. Yeah, yeah, he was. 
a younger guy in Houston too. Well, how old is he? You're talking like now, now. I'm looking this up because you you're making it seem like he's like 34 and going down. Let me see. You talk while I'm. Well, I thought he was at least in his 30s, but maybe I'm. I could. I could be way off there. But well, um, maybe if he's yeah. in his 30s, then I'm way off. I I, th- I thought he was in his 30s. I just turned 30, I think. Really? But yeah, I thought so. But I uh, I I could be off too. Um, I just remember oh my watching. God, you're he's 29. Holy shit! Where oh. is his career gone? Yeah. Well, that's my bad. But I holy cow! I thought he was like, I want to say 26, 27. Yeah. So I, I think where we where this was all going is you and I are not only concerned about the offensive line, but let's face it, this was our fifth game and it was our first rushing touchdown. That is not the formula of winning offense. I mean, how many teams were we the last team in the NFL to get a rushing touchdown? I don't know. I mean, we've got to be one of them. That's that's pretty unusual to go five games into the year and you get your first touchdown from a rush. Well, let's focus more on the offense. We're not talking about the key things that actually happened in this game. Uh, again, I didn't think Foles looked bad. Uh, Robinson on the interception, I have no idea what he was doing there. I don't know why he didn't. He lo- I don't know. He literally hit the ball up. Yeah, it's he, not like he tried to catch it. He rarely does that. That was just a, a mistake on his part. I mean, I think he... He got off balance, and I think he got off balance, and he ended up tipping it up. And, um, you know, that's the kind of Foles, play that kills you. You can tell Foles really likes him. I mean, he was targeted a lot in that game. 16 times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I guess so. If you got Allen Robinson in fantasy, you're probably really enjoying the targets and the, the throws. And he's going to keep doing that, too. Foles is surprising me because in the past, Tyler, on other teams, he's went to the uh, slot receiver a lot more. Anthony Miller in this game was almost invisible other than he picked up a great third down, you know, but he was pretty much not even a part of the game. I don't know though. I don't remember Foles really throwing that much to the slot. I'm going to be honest. Look at, look at some of his, I looked and uh, he had some slot receivers that he was throwing to. And I'm trying to think of who they were. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. In Philly, right, right, and um, but I don't know anyone. I'll, I, I, to me, I remember a lot of Zach Ertz, and I remember him. He would chuck the ball up to Alshon Jeffrey in Philly all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I, I'm not saying I'm right here. I don't remember the. I don't remember the the slot that much. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember him just throwing all over the field. Yeah. But he's definitely has a thing now with Allen Robinson. Well, the the challenge with Foles from my perspective is Foles can be streaky good and he can be streaky bad. I mean, if you look at that first half, there were some horrendous misses by Foles. He's also under pressure though. You're right. So, here's the thing. I don't want it I to me, those missed throws were not on him. And I'm being dead serious because there is no way you can keep missing throws like that when you're under that much pressure. Every pressure he was under, he's thrown off his back foot. When he missed the one to Mooney, M- Mooney ran the post route to the outside, 
and he missed because Foles is like someone he can't even step into the throw. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one I got. I think the one that really surprised me that he missed was just a really short. He they had him roll out. But see that okay, but then you just answered your own question. He didn't roll out last game well. We talked about it on the podcast. So what do they do? They have him roll out again, and it is not. It is a design rollout. He hikes the ball and he's roll. He, yeah. he runs. Yeah, and that's he the threw first it, thing. He threw it way over Robinson's head because I mean, he's way not. Over. He does. That's not his yeah. skill set. He is a pocket passer. I don't know what Nagy's thinking. Before we get into Nagy, let's talk about your boy who you brought up earlier, who you said not to let you forget about and you yeah. were wrong about, Jimmy Graham, okay. Listen, who I don't think you were wrong about, but defend yourself. Here, here's I'm going to defend myself. I, I thought that was the worst, one of the worst moves Ryan Pace ever did was pick up Jimmy Graham. But if you look at what he's done this year, I mean, I'm going to eat my words. Jimmy Graham... I'm not saying he's a great tight end. I'm not saying he's not in the twilight of his career. I want to eat your words. But listen, Jimmy Graham has done a great job for us this year. He's made some clutch, clutch plays. I'm telling you, I think he's. I think he's better than what I gave him credit for. That's all I'm saying. Totally disagree with you. He's only done one thing well, and it's what he's done his whole career. Because he misses some blocks. Oh, it's bad. I'm not ta- I'm not talking blocking. I'm talking he's made some clutch plays in the end zone, which I, mean, I tell you what, it, it's it's helped our team. You have to admit. I'll admit that, but I'm not gonna apologize. I don't get. I mean, if you want to apologize and say you're wrong, that's fine. But to me, we got a guy who now we continue to struggle in a run game, and we throw this chump in to try to block. Now, another thing I want to bring up is. I'm not calling him a bust, but is there something wrong with Cole Clement? Because he does not seem to be a part of this team at all as a first round or second round high pick in the I, draft. I, I, I'm surprised that he's not in on more plays. I, would, I kept looking for his number. Um, I don't know if he's not in because he doesn't either understand the offense or is not catching on or if he's... Some some coaches tend not to play rookies very much at all. I don't know what is keeping him off the field, but he I don't think he was out there more than 30% of the snaps from what I remember. So I don't know if it's a coaching issue that's driving it because he's a rook or if there is something else going on, but I expected to see more of him, especially when we, you take him in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm pretty worrisome about it. I thought, I don't like this. I don't like Jimmy Graham. I, I really don't. And I'll, I'll, let me tell you why. We've been doing this thing with Jimmy Graham. Yes, I will give him credit. That was a hell of a beautiful catch on Monday night. The reason I don't like him is because I feel like our offense is already telegraphed enough to the point where every time he's out there, it's red zone shots with him all of a sudden. He is the red zone king. That's stupid. He doesn't need to be out there, or we need to use him more as a distraction because we are going to him, and there is a problem there, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on with the tight end position. You know, I, I think we went into this year, you know, kind of a laughing stock 
with the entire NFL in terms of the number of tight ends um, we brought into training camp. Um, so we'll see what we'll see what happens with Cole Kometa. I, I certainly hope this is not an issue of that he just can't get the offense because if if it is, that's here we a, go again. That's a hell of a first round or a hell of a second round um, uh, value that could potentially go to waste. So, you know, I don't think we need to jump the gun. It, it could be just a learning thing. Could be it's taking time for him to get, you know, and uh, into the offense. We'll see. Um, another thing that needs to be addressed is Foles got pissed off. He felt like he had the defense on the ropes and driving down and wanted to go hurry up and speed the tempo up. And Nagy just halted that. And we end up taking a field goal. Uh, then the cameras pan over to the side. It looked like a pretty heated conversation. And the only thing that I caught out of Nick Foles' mouth was after Nagy got done talking, he said, I don't care. Yeah, that's pretty telling. Um, generally, you don't hear that kind of conversation from quarterbacks to their coach, but that means that uh, Foles, I, I truly believe, was super pissed off because you could tell he wanted, he wanted the ball. He wanted to get that snap right going like real quick, like right now. And I think Nagy purposely slowed it down. Um, for well, what reason? He, I don't know. He didn't purpose. Like he did. It's not like you think like he did. Cause you could clearly see they got into a verbal altercation. Yeah. So he did slow it down. Like that's just which, the fact, which you know what? Maybe this team needs a bit of that. I mean, Let's face it, Trubisky and Nagy's relationship was, I mean, sometimes it was just a compliment fest. Um, maybe we need a little spice and fire and a little disagreement to get things moving. I think so, actually. I think we do. Um, that pretty much sums up the game. I mean, we hit on every single point. D is Do you have more optimism? Or are you still concerned? I'm cons I tell you what, I have more optimism about the passing game with Foles in there. I thought we showed a little bit more creativity on Nagy's part in terms of the offensive play calling. We didn't look so vanilla. We did bring a little bit more motion. All of those things are really, really positive. I am so worried now that Daniels is out. Who replaces Daniels for the year? Our offensive line was already in question. We we can't get any kind of a run game going. So first of all, you can't keep winning games in the NFL without having any kind of run game whatsoever. That is really hard to do. There are a few teams that have done it, but you do need something that resembles a run game. And right now, geez, we just don't have it. And yeah, that's that bothers me a lot. Um, now Carolina, <laughs> I last I checked, I think they're thirty first against the run. I think only um, Las Vegas uh, is uh, Raiders. I think they're thirty second against the run. So it's not like uh, we don't have an opportunity um, against Carolina to run the ball. The question is, if we can't do it against the 31st worst run defense, uh, what does that say, Tyler? 
I don't know. It says either we don't have a good offensive line or we have a running back problem. I don't know. I'm leaning on both right yeah. now. Ah, that's where I'm at. I'm on both, too. I think it's a little bit of both. I, I am excited. The only time I get excited about um, Montgomery is when he catches the ball out of the backfield. Listen, Foles was last game doing a lot. He did two of them. He did two wheel routes with the halfbacks and one to Cordero and then one to uh, Montgomery and put it looked. right on the tar- on the spot. Yeah, man. exactly. It was a beautiful throw. So I I'm I'm optimistic for the pass game. I'm optimistic for the defense. Um, I think we still struggle a bit on special teams. I think we struggle a hell of a lot on the run game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Do you have any reason on why we're struggling to defend the run so much? I I think part of it is we're not staying in our gaps. You know, when everybody is is doing good gap assignments, um, the run game works well. And I think we got a couple people, Trevathan being one of them, that continues to be out of his gap. I think Roquan uh, has to get his tackling technique back down to where it was last year. Rokan's where he needs to be. He's just not um, using the proper technique, and that's killing us. Well, so, it doesn't matter if you're where you need to be if you can't make the play, and yeah. they're simple plays. Yeah. They're plays you're paid to do. They're, you're paid to tackle. You're, that, that's your main objective as a line or as a linebacker, and you're not doing it, and there's a problem there, so, and he continues to be a problem. What do you think is is the issue I with think our it's, game? I think it's our linebackers. I think they're uh, Roquan's not playing good. Trevathan's not playing any better. Uh, Trevathan's slow and old and should have never been resigned. We really don't have much. It's uh, a little frightening how much Eddie Jackson is now playing up and playing almost as a Troy Palamalu type where he's actually busting up the run and actually having to contribute in that regard. And that that's scary to me. And that's where I think it is. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that too. So Carolina, you brought him up. Uh, I look, I don't think Carolina is going to be that big of a problem. I really don't. It doesn't seem to be a big of a problem. They get Christian McCaffrey back that week. <sighs> I don't know. Do they? I think Is that they a might. question? Or? I think they might. I think it might. I think if he comes back, it might be a little bit more difficult. Though Mike Davis is pretty decent running back in and of himself. Um, they've they actually have had a pretty good uh, pass game. Robbie Anderson, uh, Bridgewater, um, you know, more. They, they're they're decent this year. They're they're not top of the line, but they're decent. So. I don't think it's going to be a pushover game, but is it a winnable game? Absolutely, it's winnable. I, I think it's there, is it? Is it not? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, it's in Carolina. I think it's going to be a win. I, I I don't... I mean, if McCaffrey comes back, yeah, but we just need to tighten up our defense, and I think the, the key to the game is let Bridgewater try to... Throw the ball. Let him beat you with his arm. Don't let him beat you with his uh, hand, handing the ball off to McCaffrey skills. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good way, to, good way to put that. So, I mean, overall, great win. Uh, glad to be 4-1. Should be able to make the playoffs this year with that. Um, tough schedules coming up. We go to Carolina. Then we got the Rams on Monday night. So... And that's in L.A., so 
Yeah, yeah. Though those some Bear fans do remember that the last time we owned Jared Goff when we played him, that is we true. owned him. We 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 do have we kind of broke the uh, playbook wide open for him. So yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to uh, to see. It's going to be interesting. We'll uh, we'll figure it out and we'll see now. I just want to say this. Sorry, I got a little distracted here. We'll end on this note. We're watching the Virginia Tech game, and they they just showed like how they were trying to implement like a little face shield, like how they have the visors that go down around the mouth. Why don't they just do that on everybody? Because obviously we're definitely – the Bears came up earlier in this podcast with pe- a positive results. Everyone is getting positive results around the league. They are having the hardest time in the world containing this thing. They need to do more. They act like they have no money. It's kind of bullshit. Well, yeah. I I, I think also, too, I believe in the ten, with the Tennessee situation, um, some, some of the Tennessee players are going to get fined because some of it is just not following the current protocol that's there. I believe they found gaps in people in terms of wearing the tracking devices that tell you where, who you've been exposed yeah, to but and who that's, you've exposed. But, but that's what I'm saying. But they're going to get those things out. But they couldn't... Look, here's my biggest problem with the NFL. How long did they have before everyone else to figure this out? And look at the job they're doing. It's shit. That's just the facts. What I think they should have done is they should have created a bubble. People go, how the hell do you create a bubble? Well, maybe you can try to create a traveling bubble the best way you can. What I mean by that... Why don't they buy out hotels in every city in which they play in? Buy the entire hotel out for the entire month. No, not the, or for not the entire month, for the entire season. So the, the, whole ta- whole, oh, the whole hotel stays empty, but they're still getting paid. They have the money to do that with ease, okay? These guys are making $9 billion. You do that, then you can control the narrative. Right now, there is no controlling the narrative. You have to be able to build something like that because these players are going out. They're doing whatever they want. I feel like, okay, here's the game plan, guys. We're going to the hotel. Everyone's in the hotel. The only food you get is coming in like that. you so, got to build that somehow. So, so given there's like 1,650 NFL players, um, I believe the percentage of COVID positive cases is less than 1.5%. Um, so Not lately, you should go back into those numbers because it is going rampant right now. They they are now talking to where teams will have to forfeit games, forfeit. So look, man, one percent or not, it don't matter. You're you're costing games. You're to the point now where numbers are just bullshit. Okay, where the that percentage is is almost of a line indicator. You look at the NBA, and the NBA doesn't have any. They never had any. Yeah, I get it. It's easier to do with smaller people. But like I said, you have to find a way to quarantine. Like, if these players want to play, they need to find a way to quarantine them. Because the players, a lot of those players are not going to have the self-discipline to quarantine. And there is a problem, and the NFL does not care. They want to make their money. They don't care how they do it. And on top of that... Their TV rights deals are coming up soon. They're going to make a killing off that. Put them in hotels and have the families come. 
they have all this testing that they do. It's fucking simple. I, 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 I it's driving me nuts. Okay. Well, I mean, do you not agree? There's ways around this. They literally said their their game plan coming into the whole season was we do nothing. I, I personally think that the NFL were in a different spot, you and I. I personally think the NFL has done a pretty good job up until now with, with what the have COVID. they done? They haven't they, done anything. I mean, you've had a handful of Tennessee players. You've had a few spots in the NFL where a few people have got it. Tennessee. The Patriots, I believe Denver, Kansas you know, City now, Kansas the City Bears had, now. So, so you're talking generally, and we most four. of those situations, you're talking one or two people. It hasn't, it hasn't been spread throughout the whole team. So, no, I'm in a different place than you in this. Okay, I'm just completely, yeah. totally disagree. They have the protocol, they have the resources, they are not doing a damn thing. All they're doing is go out, make us money, done. Period. Finito. So it's all so, they're saying. So you look at Minnesota played against um, a team. Yeah, Minnesota that, had an outbreak, a little bit of an outbreak too. There's another team. I mean, if we look it up, Dan, we there's teams that are having problems. I, there are teams that are having problems, but the problems are sporadic and and they're not widespread so far. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, like what you're saying is kind of ridiculous in the aspect of you're saying. Only a couple players are getting it. It's not a big deal. Let's move forward. It's going to get to the point, Dan. They're saying, how would you like it if we don't get to see the Bears and they have to forfeit? You'd be pissed. Yeah, I I would. I would. I wouldn't be happy. Any any Bears fan or any fan of any team wouldn't be happy. I, I think they're first going to try to do what they did with Tennessee, and that is you're going to end up taking an early buy. That wasn't officially your bye week. But why can't they just put these players in hotels and babysit them? Because we're not talking about grown men here. We're talking about kids with money that want to party and feel like they're immune to this. But there is no protocol or or there's nothing in place to stop that. And we are seeing the effects and it's going to get worse, man. We're not even into the winter months yet. Well, it will get worse because it does every winter, regardless of the precautions taken. I mean, no, that's just but the, but, the but hold on though. Here's time out. Like, we don't have you and me are not getting tested on a regular basis. They are not. What have they done? That's what I'm trying to ask you. What do you feel like they've done? Because all they've done is testing and nothing else. I I think they've done three things that are very good. I think they've done testing. And when players have turned out positive, they've quarantined the entire team. That's been a part of the NFL protocol. And that quarantining appears to be working to a certain degree. But have they? Because obviously the Titans have not. And the Titans continue to do whatever the the Titans want to do. the The Titans, I think, are about to be fined for not following the protocols. But I think if you look at Bilicek and the Patriots, as soon as they're... Gilmore, was it? That got... As soon as as soon as he came up positive, the entire team was quarantined right away. So I, I don't think we should hold the Tennessee Titans as the gold standard um, for the NFL. Clearly, they have chosen not to follow some of the protocols. So I don't care how how good you are if you don't follow the protocols that are in place. Um, you know they're they're not going to do anything for you. That's what they're there for. So um, I think. Uh, the NFL has actually done a, pr- a pretty doggone good job if you look at the percentage of people and how quickly 
um, they have got on top of it. Well, we're going to have to disagree because I think it's ridiculous that they're not even putting face masks in, around. Why, they could easily put a face mask around the actual face mask like a visor. They're not doing that, but yet they're making the coaches wear the mask, but yet the coaches can, the coaches can take the masks on and off. So to me, you have all this money invested into something and you're not doing it. And I'm very fearful of what is yet to come. Whether I think the season, now don't get me wrong, folks, the season will not get canceled by any means. This, the, this is what capitalism does. They're too money hungry. That's what's going to happen. They are, they just want to gobble up the money. That's what's going to happen. I am in total agreement with you that as the winter progresses, late fall and winter progresses, that this thing's going to get worse. And, and we could see some drastic uh, rescheduling. We could see playoffs getting pushed back. I could easily see playoffs getting pushed back a week or two um, f- f- just because of, of, of the outbreaks. So but we'll the, see. But, but the problem is, and the reason I brought all this up is because I'm getting aggravated because we keep seeing these scroll lines. We keep seeing like, oh, things we can and cannot do. And then we keep seeing the, the, the positives and stuff. And now we're getting actually to the point where we're talking about teams having to forfeit. And that's that sucks, man. And there's no way or rhyme or reason to get around it. And they're just acting like, okay, we'll continue to do what we're doing when clearly what you're doing is not working. And that's my frustration in this whole thing. Like, they've had the most time. You know, baseball had outbreaks early. They cleaned their act up. I feel like the NFL is just not doing that, and I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, okay. Well, we'll leave it with that. Um, that's all for this week. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.